Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Counterpressed on the Ringer and Spotify. England are through to a World Cup final. You better believe it. We're coming in hot live from Sydney. I'm joined by Jesse Parker Humphreys and Ian Wright. Guys, it's real. This is real life. They've got to a World Cup final. They've done it. They've done it. Um, you know something? You can't you can't doubt these ladies, man. They deliver, bro. Fuck. Sorry. Um... Jesus, man, they are so, so good. You know, the atmosphere again, right, in there. You, you, everything they done was cheered, like, you know, the, for me, I'm sorry, I don't want to do the referee thing, but I just thought the referee was just really annoying me. I don't know if it's because of the pressure of the game, just that I felt anxious and everything, but I just didn't think she was doing anything for us. And then the crowd were, you know, and the, the way we dealt with the crowd and just carried on playing was... Again, testament to the ladies, testament to their mental strength. You know, people talking about how we haven't really played great in the tournament up to this point. And I wouldn't say we have, but we've done what needed to be done. And, you know, we're in a World Cup final. So I don't think that you can find too much fault in that. What was that stat? Roscoe, was that stat? It was like... Serena's been in a final in every tournament or something. What was that? What's the stat, Flo? Every tournament she's been head coach in... She's been in a final. For every major, because she didn't do it at the Olympics, she's made the final of every major international tournament yeah. she's ever coached. Wow. And she's the first person to coach two national teams and get them to the final, men's or women's. What woman? Jeez. She is amazing. I saw her afterwards and we like obviously went and, and hugged. Saw her from afar. It's really weird because, you know, you're just looking and the girls are all over Jill and you're just seeing it. It looks beautiful. And then... um. I just saw Serena was like waving to someone. I didn't know she was waving to me because, you know, she's like my, she's like, she feels like my school teacher where anytime I see her, I turn into like nine years old or something. And like, she was waving. And, and then I kind of went, me? me. And she went, yes. And she was waving and we went over and she said, can you believe this? I said, yes, because you're the manager. It was, it was amazing. I mean, we're going to get into the into the game specifically, but Jesse and I were just chatting before we started recording about the atmosphere because I actually thought it was quiet. I thought it was really quiet at the mm. start until Sam Kerr got a sniff and, mm. and, the, and the place lit up a little bit. I thought the energy was, it was like this really big noise when it kicked off and then it just went deathly quiet. Um, and it was, I thought that was quite good for, for England because they got on the ball very quickly. And then it was like, okay, this is going to be our semi-final, and we're going to dictate it, even though you've got mm. this, this home crowd. So that, mm. I mean, like everything just, 
everything just clicked into place and it was just, I was so nervous. I felt sick. I felt it all. But let's talk about some of the specifics about the game, how it all played out after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, well, let's talk about the setup initially because I think there was definitely an interesting way to how Australia approached the game and England kind of felt like they had them sussed out and had control of the game from very early on. I said yesterday as well, when I speak to people, people keep saying, what do you think is going to happen? I said, I think the crowd's going to play a massive part because I feel it's going to be up to the crowd to try and keep pressure on England. I was very surprised that they didn't um, do a really full press on us. I thought they would have done a full press on us, made sure that um, if we were going to try and play out the back, they would put pressure on maybe Jess Carter, you know, maybe even put even pressure on Millie. You know, we know that Alex is very good at playing the ball out. And the same with Rachel Daly. I thought that they, they were going to really start high on us, stay on Kira with Mary Fowler and then see where we go from there and then try and win the ball back where they're closer to the goal, where, it, you know, Sam Kerr hasn't got to do this massive lung-busting running, what she had to do in some of the um, some of the chances, what she she was getting. Mm. And I was very surprised that they dropped dropped off us. I thought that was a, a, you know, for a team that's trying to play counter-attack and you've got the opportunity, especially when we're going to take a, take a goal kick or anything, to everybody just press up. Because if the ball goes over up the top, you know what I mean? They had the center halves that could challenge us and maybe win it back and then get it into Gori, get it into Cooney Cross. I just found that the tactics were wrong from them in, in how I would have played against England. With the crowd, you put them under pressure, you tackle, you fly in, you do everything, you keep the crowd in the game, in that area of the field, and then you, you never know what's going to happen. Then all of a sudden people might get nervous, misplaced passes, but it didn't happen. They made it very comfortable for us. Yeah, and I think what was surprising about that as well is that actually early on, some of England's passing was a bit hairy. Ropey. Yeah, it was, Jess. Carter, Bright. I think you could feel the nerves. There were some real counter-attacking opportunities early on that Australia could have gobbled up if they were being better on the ball. Mm. But I think also, this is the challenge when you get to a semi-final, right? It's like... How much do you stick with what you've been doing to get there? Because I felt frustrated, for example, well, not frustrated, but, you know, I thought we'd seen in that France game how much Australia struggled when there was a direct winger up against their fullbacks and Vicky Besho when she came on. Mm. And I was watching, you know, the front two of Hemp and Russo and obviously, you know, in the end they came very good, but thinking, oh, that's mm. frustrating that Hempo's not, you know, on, on the, the wing, wing to really like take them on out there. You know, it's frustrating maybe that we're not going to see a Chloe Kelly that if we were going to play a 4 3 3, we could. Um, mm. And yeah, I think that's obviously something that every manager has to figure out. And I can kind of understand why, as Australia, you, you stick with what you were doing. Um, I was surprised the crowd wasn't more into it other than, mm. you know, individuals having personal fights with everyone, like they seem to do with the people I was sat with and you were sat with, Flo. Um, mm. It did feel quiet. Um, definitely until Sam scored. 
although they got very, they did get very on the ref. And I, I think Wright is correct to say that it felt like that changed things. I thought it was interesting when they came out for the second half. It felt like she'd been had a word with because it calmed down a lot. A hundred percent. I was, I uh, know genuinely I was going to say <laughs> it flipped so quickly in that second half with how she ref the game. And I, 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 you know, I don't know if it was Wiegmann or, yeah. or captains or whoever, but I, I think there was an acknowledgement that maybe she hadn't got it right, but every 50, 50, everything was called cool Australia's way, but there were even some like pretty dodgy yeah. lino decisions yes. and some really late corner decisions. It's the kind of, it's the kind of thing what happens flow chess where playing away from home in that kind of cauldron of heat what we were playing in if you're if the referee is not strong enough that gives them even more impetus because then it just gets the fans going yeah it gets yeah. the fans on their side and this is why i, I mean we, but we, we had we had alex greenwood mm. get a yellow card within five yeah. minutes that I set the that, tone yeah but i thought that the, um, the the foul was quite cynical on, on sam kerr mm. because like they were getting ready to break I thought that um, it could have been a yellow card, but if she warned her off, I could have seen that as well because she didn't book anyone for ages after that. Mm. And like, there were still things happening. So I was thinking, well, and we weren't getting any of the 50-50s. It was like, oh God, I said, please don't make it be one of those games. We need a referee to be strong in this. But you know, you know, but you know what? That's what's even more impressive, right? And we spoke about it uh, after the previous game at the Columbia game. How smart England had to be, how professional mm-hmm. they had to be. Another one facing the co-hosts in front of an extremely partisan crowd. It was like mm. a sprinkling of England shirts and non-Australia fans tonight. Mm. We were up against it in many ways, but they were very cool in how they dealt with the situation. Like Alex Greenwood, it was only when I think that throw on the far side to me where like mm. Lucy Bronze didn't get it and Wiegmann did kind of lose her call a little bit, yeah. but they were taking it on the chin quite well and they weren't letting themselves get rattled about it. And and the, the, the way that they've trusted themselves throughout this entire tournament really came to its peak tonight with how they got through this game. Mm. Because it's the the tournament experience. Mm. You know what? I think that what we had to deal with in the Euros, knowing that we've got a partisan crowd for us, it's it's the same as having to deal with a, a partisan crowd against you because you have to try and, you have to try and manage that emotion. And what we needed to do was, which would would have been out of our control if they came and just literally got the crowd involved right from the off, put us under pressure, flying into tackles, get the crowd going, get the ball in the box. You know what I mean? Nick a goal early, bam. But but like like I say, I think they'll, they'll look back at that and they'll see that they've missed the trick. But at the same time, I just love the way we, we played. We were very cool. We were very calm. You know what I mean? We weren't, over emotional about it. I've, I've got a text from a friend who said, if this wasn't a World Cup semi final, this game, you'd just be quite comfortable knowing that we're going to win it something like 2 0 or something. You're so right. There was almost like a, you know, an exhibition match mm. atmosphere to it. They were so, the belief and confidence was there. Um, and they, they looked so calm about how they approached things and, mm. and they just knew that things would fall into place, even with that equaliser. I mean, there's so many names we could pull out uh, on this England team. But for me tonight, I mean, we know we've been loving Jess Carter all tournament. Mm, Another yeah. great game from her. But from an attacking point of view, Ella Toon, I thought was her best performance of the World Cup so far. Obviously, she gets a crucial goal that that just swings the whole game into England's favour. 
uh, an amazing record now that around the fact that she scored in quarterfinal, semi-final, and Thanks. obviously Euro's final question mark uh, yeah. World Cup final, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Hemp, we didn't big her enough actually yeah. uh, after the Columbia game. Uh, she has just been so good yeah. the last few games. Yeah. The way that she just bullied players off the ball. Her physicality is mm. just unmatched. And then Alessia Russo finding yeah. the form yeah, when we know. need her the most. Yeah. Just those three today were just, yeah. You look at it, right? And you think, so, Alessi needs to be in and around that area of the field. We know that she can link the play. She can work. She'll she'll run the channel. She'll, she'll run the channel. She'll do all the work that you need to do as a number nine. But for me, You've got to keep her in and around the box in those situations because what she's showing is that she'll take that chance when it comes through. She'll take that chance. And that's what we've got to do more of. We've got to make sure that we get the ball. And like I was saying the other day, we've got to turn in that midfield and get the ball. We've got to start playing in the number 10 area. I'd like to see Ella Toon involved more, if I'm going to be totally honest, um, Flo, with certain things. I do feel like she kind of drifts out of mm. games she, she's bit. always she's always hot in the first half, especially at this World mm. Cup, and has struggled to make an impact in the second. Um, but I thought her 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 and and especially in the first half where she makes makes these really good runs and she's really part of the action, part of the link up play. But that does really drift in the second half, and then you're relying she's she's relying a lot on other players kind of picking up the slack. But I thought bit. what was interesting today was it mm. felt like that Toon was a lot higher up the pitch that it felt like almost at points they looked more like a front three. And I think that was allowing her to get yeah. more involved. And I think that also speaks to the fact that, you know, in Wiegmann systems, whether actually it's it's the 4-2-3-1 or this kind of 3-5-2, your tens are sort of like quasi eight slash tens eight, in yes, terms of what yes. they're expected to do. Mm. Um, especially given Georgia Stanway can play you know, she's very comfortable doing that sort of more box-to-box role. I do wonder if that's why mm. Toon at points has struggled because she doesn't really embody that same thing. And I thought she looked better today when she was on that last line. You know, she was someone a defender had to keep an eye on rather than getting a bit more lost mm. in the middle of the park. And I think it's natural that as the game went on, that did happen because England's you know, started to look to attack less, I think, until that equaliser. Yes. It was only after the equaliser mm. they they really started to to go for it again. But yeah, Hemp and Russo t- together have looked fantastic. And I'm so happy for Hempo in particular because I've always felt like what's really been missing from her game is that sort of clinical goal threat, that feeling that if she gets a chance, she's going to score. Um, mm. And I think her scoring today and also scoring in the game before has really shown that that's something that she can do. Um, and I love that her quotes afterwards when she was saying, you know, I feel fearless, like playing in this role. I just feel like I'm playing my best. Mm. Fearless is such a great mm. word, I thought, to talk, you know, to, mm. to have that on on the pitch. Um, you know, from a player who I think hasn't always shone as much in an England shirt as she has in a, a City shirt. Um, so I think it's a really great, great mm. time to come into some mm. good form. Um, yeah, I'm pleased. You know what? There was a, there was a run what I thought was really quite encouraging in the first half from Georgia Stanway, where I thought she should have scored that. She went for the goalkeeper's left hand side, where I thought that there was a lot. It was of goal a good stop, there, so. though. I thought it was a good stop t- from Arnold. No, I think she, t- yeah, but I think Georgia she probably mi- she miskicked it a bit. To be honest, it, it was a, it was one of those chances where I'm thinking, wow, it was just before the ten minute mark. I was thinking, perfect time to score. That would have really shut them down. And 
you know, it was it was one. I think was Sam Kerr's one offside when she went through and, and Mary Earps saved yeah, it. Yeah, the that first one. Yeah. It was yeah, it was offside. Right, but then and then we got the chance after, and I'm thinking that would have been perfect time to score, because mm. my main worry was at some stage he's going to change this, he's going to put pressure on us, but he did he didn't. I just want to also shout out probably Lucy Bronze's best performance of the World Cup as well. Um, I thought she was, um, you know, the, the experienced element that she brings, the physicality, and also going forward, she looked, you know, better than she's been kind of in her consistency going yeah. forward and, and good deliveries into the box, which I think England has yes. struggled at at times. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, let's talk about Sam Kerr because before we were talking about whether she was fit, could she still bring that magic, that, yeah. that Sam Kerr box office. Yes. And she did it and she did it in style. What a goal. What did I text you, Flo? You said, oh, you I actually forgot to forward it, I've, but but it's perfect that you're here. Jesse texted me saying, um, please tell Ian he was right. <laughs> you know, the thing is, Jess, is that, because I was so excited for Sam Kerr and her World Cup in this in this country and her being the face of the World Cup and that. And you can imagine, I can't imagine how the Australians would have felt when they realised that, you know, you're missing that player. The one player you don't want to miss at the start of the World Cup is the, is the player, right? And you're missing her. And I was thinking, if she does come back, if she does come in, players of that stature, that calibre, big game players like Sam Kerr, they're going to do something. You know what I mean? And I remember when when we lost the ball, and this is why I'm still baffled as to why Australia, with Sam Kerr playing, especially in the first half when she's going to have her uh, energy and, you know, vibe, why they weren't even, if they weren't going to do the, the block at the top end of the field, at least the mid block, because mm -hmm. when we lost that ball and it went straight into her, she was straight into Millie Bright and, and Jess Carter, running at Millie Bright. And the thing with it is, is that when you watch her running at Millie Bright, at no stage and no time did Millie close the gap between her. She never closed it. And I'm think, I said, I remember I said to Roscoe, bro, this is it. This is it. And when she rifled it, I said, you know what? I, I actually said, I, I, F, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen because players of that standard, that level, have something to say in big games when the time comes. And I was I was pleased for her in that respect. Obviously, I wanted us to win. And now I'm glad she's had her moment in um, the World Cup, although they're going out, because she deserves it, because she's the best. Yeah, but like, it, would, it would have been heartbreaking to it see would, Sam yeah, I'm so, I was pleased that that happened for her. A home World Cup without, was, without having her moment. Was you pleased for her, Jess? I couldn't even be mad. I was grinning. Honestly, I was. So, I love her so much. I love her so much as a player, and maybe it was because at that moment in time, I felt like England were the better team. I just felt confident that we looked better than Australia. Mm. So maybe there was part of me that thought like we're still going to go on and win this, but also, yeah, I just it's you know when you support a team, obviously you care so much about your players to see. Sam and Millie like walk out as captains today, like from a mm. Chelsea perspective was, well, yeah. was amazing. Um, and she deserves it so much. She just like, I'm gutted for her that, you know, that was almost the only moment she got, but I'm so glad like that she got to like have that impact in that way. Um, 
yeah, when she sang the national, when she was singing the national anthem and she was on the screen, I was like tearing up because I was just like, oh, like mm. what an amazing, amazing moment for her. Like the, you know, time yeah. and effort and the representation she's offered Australia and then to be able to score a goal like that. Oh my God, Mary Earps must have nightmares about that woman. Absolutely. 10 goals in 10 games for club and country against her. But yeah, what a player, like what a striker. It's a fantastic goal. I will say... Mm. I will say, even though the guy in front of me was pissing me off because he was giving it large to me mm. after she equalised, yeah. the moment the goal went in, the moment the goal went in was a pretty special noise and reaction yeah. in the stadium. Like yeah. to see, do you well, you know that noise you get where people are just kind of like stunned it's, it's a real and they noise, just yeah. yeah, it's a it's a special reaction, mm. a special noise. To experience that was was really amazing as well, and to witness that and just kind of being to be blown away by someone's brilliance. And that is what Sam Kerr does. She did. Jesse, I know you've been right about sliding doors moments, but, and you say that, you know, you said that you felt very confident and I did feel confident. There was a brief five, 10 minutes after Sam Kerr's goal where I was kind of shitting it a little bit. Where, where they knew that they were, you know, going to put balls into the box and try and she was she was getting those headers and none of them were falling on target. I thought, shit, one of these is going to drop to her any Jesus minute. Christ. That chance what she missed, Jess. Yeah, listen, I felt confident when Sam's shot hit the back of the net that we were still going to win. I didn't feel confident in the, like, the two minutes later. Like, because that was, it just felt like it, it rocked us. But I think also this was, this was where the fact that, like, this was this team's third World Cup semi-final, that this was a team who'd come from behind in the game before, that this was a team who'd gone and won the Euros, really came out. Because it was rocky and there were moments, but they didn't let themselves lose their heads. Mm. It was like they were bending. Mm. They were bending because of that pressure. And again, maybe that speaks to like what Ian's saying about how it's surprising that Australia didn't try and put that on more consistently. But also what I really liked... Especially Jess, especially Jess, when you've got someone who out of nothing could could score a goal like that. So out of nothing you could do that. So if you can put pressure on them and get something, you've got someone who could do that out of nothing. But what I liked as well though, was then it was also like, okay, we've got this pressure, you know, coming on us. What are we going to do? We're going to get Millie Bright Mm. to just smash some balls up the pitch. And she smashes the first (laughs) one up to Lucy Bronze. And Lucy Bronze had so much space. There was so much space there the whole game. Brilliant chess. And she creates an opportunity from that. Okay, it doesn't work out. And then the next ball she puts out is to Hempo. Wow. And I I just felt like that just really summed up how this team, like, they have a plan B. They're not so wedded to like one yeah. style or way of playing yeah. that if for whatever reason, whether it's game state, whether it's how the other team set up, that's not working. There's no panic. It's just like, okay, we've got another plan. We'll try mm. the other plan. And if it's just Millie Bright yeah. smashing some balls up yeah. pitch, so be it. I'm quite pleased with that. I'm quite pleased with that um, kind of plan B because I remember watching a lot of England games with all those games we were playing, the qualifying games. And there's times where we... We were playing against teams with a high line. You could see Lauren Hemp on the left or Chloe Kelly or even with Beth Mead. Millie with time. And we weren't we weren't hitting that long ball. So I'm just pleased that like, you know, we, we finally, we started doing that because she's got that. Millie's got that in the locker and we've got the pace. So if a team's going to do that, we've, we can do that. We can just stretch the team straight off the bat. Even though you look at that and Ellie Carpenter will probably look at that um, at leisure and be quite disappointed in the way she defended that. 
for a start, how the ball's allowed to bounce. Uh, you're looking at where Lauren M's position was when the ball was in the air. She was nowhere near to getting that ball. She was on the outside. Ellie Carpenter was on the right side as a defender and just got it wrong. Got her feet wrong. She actually tried to clear it twice in the box. For a start, she shouldn't let that bounce. Someone should have been attacking it. And then when it did bounce, when it got, by the time she, she miskicked it twice. She miskicked it twice. And that's when you think to yourself, you know what? There's no way you lot can beat us. Not, 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 beat, not, not like that. No one's closing Millie Bright down. You're looking at someone like Sam Kerr who will know, they will know that Millie Bright has got that in her locker. So if you're going to, if you're going to let that go to Millie Bright and no one's going to get in her face so she can't hit that long ball, then you deserve everything you get. And so again, their homework in how they can stop us, because I'm hearing Tony Gustafsson saying before, yeah, we've, we've got a couple of players we've targeted. I don't, I still, I was trying to, to, to work out with Roscoe. I was thinking, are they targeting maybe Jess Carter's um, distribution? Are they trying to stop Kira Walsh? Because I don't know what they were doing because for me, one of the things they should have been targeting is making sure that Millie Bright doesn't hit that long diagonal over their high line. So, you know, they got a lot wrong to me, to Australia. got a lot wrong. A hundred percent. There was a massive opportunity there and it does feel like a bit of opportunity wasted. Um, that you touched on last year watching this England team and like in certain qualifiers, but one of those elements as well was feeling like they couldn't be clinical, even in those, yes. you know, yes. ridiculous score lines. Yeah. There were still moments where they waste opportunities. I think yeah. this World Cup, you know, bar those first few games, which felt rusty as hell and, and we weren't seeing them create a lot of good chances. They really have in the last few matches just been so, so clinical in the opportunities that have come their way that I think it just takes this team and this era of England to a whole new level because I don't really know if we've ever seen uh, an England generation just be this Elite, be this ruthless, be yeah. this clinical in a major tournament. That takes a lot. Like even some of the silly results that we had in the Euros, mm. you know, that was that was gifted to us by some pretty awful mistakes. Like mm -hmm. it takes a special team to tap into what I dare say, you know, the US have had in bucket loads, which is just absolutely punish teams. Just any opportunity, bang, score. So I think tonight just showed that again. I think what it showed is that we we are very, very good at tournament football. Because if you do watch us some, in some of those games, um, yeah, there's some chance where you think we need to be taking those against better teams. We need to be taking those chances. Like you look at Lauren Hemp's chance is a half chance. You probably feel like, yes, um, Leslie had a lot of time to actually get the shot off, but the angle, still think that goalkeeper should have done better. But... You know, she done all the right things across the goalkeeper. Give yourself a chance that if she saves it, someone maybe get a tap in. That's ruthless. You know, and I think that you can't take for granted playing tournament football and knowing what it means to get the job done and doing the right things in the, in the situations as the tournament's getting to the, to the next phase. And the next phase, we got more ruthless and more ruthless and ruthless again. And that is what we're doing. We're... We've adapted. We know, Leslie knows, Lauren Hemp knows what, what, what we need to do. And we've, we've done it. We've, we've done it in this game, man. You know, I'm really pleased. It feels good, but it also feels weird because I'm not used to it. But I could get used to it. 
No, no, no. Easy to get used to it, Jess. <laughs> we cashed in with the XG gods as well, you know? I said this all along. We cashed in. That's what ha- you don't You don't score before the tournament. You put up some good chances. When it gets to the semi-finals, yeah. you say, all right, I'll withdraw that. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, we'll cashed, yeah. We'll Your time that. will come. Um, it's late, guys. It's mm-hmm. been a big night. We should I'm emotionally, probably... I'm, I'm emotionally um, drained. I know, same. Can I just tell you about the guy who was sitting next to us, though? Al? Yeah, go on. Because, like, it's really... I, I, I like just being amongst people and we all celebrate. If we score... I'm, I don't know how I'm going to be, right? Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to be obviously very excited. I didn't think I was being over the top, but like I was celebrating because we was just sitting there and we was, uh, there weren't many English people around us. When he, when Sam Kerr scored, he turned around, he was digging out Lauren, digging out Roscoe and like saying, yeah, film that. What do you think about that? And like, oh my gosh. I was like, wow. And so when we scored, you know what I mean? You can imagine when we scored the second goal, I didn't let him know. And you know, when somebody just, he just did, I thought that he had a neck brace on because he did, his neck didn't move at all. Didn't even look to my direction. Even when I was saying, it's so quiet now. It's just gone so quiet. And then when I went upstairs, we scored the third goal and I was running to come back and Roscoe had to stop me because I was running to go back just to see his face again. You went back for more. I went back for more, but I just, I just think it's not been like that in this World Cup. So Mm. I cannot understand where that aggression and that nastiness came from when I wasn't, I didn't think I was being over the top with my celebrations at all. We, I had that too. Jesse had that when they were sitting as well. I had a guy who, we hadn't really been engaging at all apart from my accent, he dropped something behind his chair. Mm. We hadn't really been engaging at all, but when Sam Kerr scored, oh my God, he turned around, he was pointing at me. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he was pointing and he kept, he then Were he you turned. right behind him or were you seats behind him? I was right him? behind him. Then he would turn back to the, the pitch, then turn again to me and point then and I was like yeah it's it's a sick goal but I had all the grace and decorum when we scored our next two goals I just celebrated even didn't even acknowledge him didn't even look at him I just got to enjoy the moment and he got to sit there being miserable so I had the last laugh yo bitch get out of the way (laughs) (laughs) precisely that's exactly it um yeah it's it's like it's late. We need to get to bed. No, we've, got, uh, we've got a World Cup final, guys. We've got to rest up. Can I just say that Australia have been great hosts and they did they did mm. give their country a brilliant ride. They but did. Like, um, but like, yeah, man. Well, we're here again because we've got another game to do, man. It doesn't stop. The party continues. It's either going to be pure tears or pure joy. <laughs> it's going to be tears of <laughs> joy or pure tears. It's going to be gonna tough. Be, it's going to be if tears the, either If tonight way, was an emotional yeah. roller coaster, be... I dread to think someday. <gasps> Oh my yeah. God, stop it. Look at me. Look, oh. <laughs> um, we've had so many um, tweets and stuff coming from people. We're going to be doing a proper preview pod ahead of Sunday, yes. talking about Lauren James, the return of Lauren James. A big yes. one to talk about there. We can't talk about it now because we don't have time, okay. but we will okay. talk about it because I know you're right. You're ready to go on the mics. So yeah. We will talk about it. Um, so we'll cover all the, the all the preview in uh, in an episode just before Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen some little tweets here, some really good ones. Like Emily said, all the tears, all the tears, tears and pure vibes. Um, mm. 
Yeah, someone's just written sweet Caroline. Bah, bah, bah. Um, yeah, we've got so thanks to everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this moment if you are an England fan. And if you're not, I hope it's been pleasant as well. And you've got a root for us against Spain. Come on. No um, one wants every, Spain. Everybody to win. has to, man. Everybody has we to. We have to. We have to. <laughs> anyway, we I'll let you guys to. get to bed, get some See rest. You soon. I'll speak, speak soon. I love you. Bye. Love you. Good night, Bye. girls. Bye, bye, bye.